Mobile Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks rising toward records right now. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is at 21,545, up six tenths of one percent. That is at a record. We've got the S&P up 19 at 2444, a gain of eight tenths of one percent. NASDAQ higher as well, not at a record there, up 71 points to 62.64. That's a gain of 1.1%. Tenure up 12, 30 seconds with a yield of 2.32%. Gold up 5.80 the ounce to 12.20, up 5 tenths of 1%. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 38 cents a barrel, 40 542 on WTI, a gain there of eight-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you very much for that update. It is time for the Bloomberg ETF report brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility? Minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, please visit BlackRock.com slash factors prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here with the Bloomberg ETF report, Bloomberg's Jenna Gedeikenhardt. People investing in popular technology ETFs are enjoying some nice double-digit returns. The technology sector has been leading the U.S. equity market in 2017. You know, a number of large-cap growth companies like Alphabet and Apple and Facebook have performed quite well, and that's been helping to drive technology ETFs even higher. Todd Rosenbluth is in charge of ETF and mutual fund research at CFRA. He likes ticker XLK. We also find the cost structure to be quite compelling. So the ETF trade with a penny bid-ask spread. It costs 14 basis points. Altogether, this is a really strong ETF. The $16 billion ETF is up almost 15% year-to-date through July 7th. Rosenbluth expects that growth will continue and tech earnings will be strong for the rest of the year. A number of the blue-chip stocks or the heavyweights within XLK are still undervalued, and so we still think XLK is a, is a great way to get exposure to the technology sector in a low-cost manner. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Jenna Dagg. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. Summertime Blues, uh, could we yet see a market correction uh, this summer? That uh, certainly could be in the cards. That's the question we would put to uh, Ryan Dietrich, uh, Senior Market Strategist, LPL Financial. Uh, and Ryan, where do you see risk in this market, and how evident is that risk? Well, first off, hi, Corey. Thanks thanks for having me, and glad to be back. You know, when you talk about equity markets, obviously, today, you know, we've got a global bull market still continuing. Things look strong. Economy, of course, continues to look good. Earnings look good. What's the big risk? Well, it's simply the fact, Corey, that we've gone over a year now without a 5% correction in the S&P 500. I just wrote about this. I looked into it. This is only the sixth time since 1950 the S&P 500 has gone this long, at least one year, without so much as a 5% correction. And, of course, you know, it can go further in 1995-96, went about 20 months without a 5% correction. But given the time frame of where we are, July usually sees a bounce. August, September are those two troublesome months. Things still look good. But let's be honest, you know, summers can be rocky, and the fact we've gone so long without a correction, that kind of makes it uh, potential that we could see some summer summer volatility finally here. Yeah, and we have seen, I feel like, though, a little bit of volatility. Things do move, but they move, you know, we might see some selling, and then we get a correction here. Um, Ryan, what's interesting technically uh, beyond that when you look at this market environment? And I'm, I am curious, too, how much you broaden it out to kind of various asset classes. 
right. Well, well, Carol, when you when you take a look at it from that point of view, you know, I talked about it a second ago, how broad this strength is. You know, Europe has been weak a little bit lately, but now they're starting to bounce today. EM is extremely strong. You know, this is a very, very broad market. There's a lot of participation. So That's from a, a good technical thing. point of view, That's absolutely. From yeah. a technical point of view, that means there's a lot more um, opportunity. You know, for active managers, there's a lot more places they can go to find some outperformance. So that's good. But, you know, we get down to technicals. You talk about something like biotech. You know, biotech is lag. Now it's starting to look a lot better technically. That's one of those more risk-on areas, and that's obviously a big part of healthcare. So if that continues to do well, that's um, that definitely makes, you know, the opportunities for even a little bit stronger market. But also, again, just in those beaten-down areas, finally, to form some leadership. And that's a real positive opinion in our view here. Um, we uh, had a guest on earlier who was suggesting, uh, this is a Bloomberg intelligence analyst who's done a lot of work in the auto uh, lending sector and suggests that auto debt, subprime auto debt, has so swelled um, uh, uh, inventories as, 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 or the lack of the subprime that was a, a tool used in recent years that uh, we're going to see a pullback in the automakers, and the pullback in the automakers could lead to an economic slowdown. Is that the kind of thing you need to see, the kind of dominoes I have to set up for this uh, market or uh, retrenchment you're suggesting? Yeah, right here, Corey. I mean, that could be maybe the first domino. But, again, when you talk about earnings for a second here, you know, earnings are expected to be about 6% earnings growth uh, in the second quarter, which is kicking off in just a couple days here. Earnings have beaten the expectations 21 consecutive quarters by about 3.5% on average. What does that mean? Well, that means we could have two straight quarters of 10% earnings growth. That's not really a weakening economy in our opinion. Second point, manufacturing, I get it. Manufacturing by no means is as the big of, you know, bigger part of the economy as it once was, but a lot of people don't realize this. Total real U.S. manufacturing in the first quarter hit a new all-time high. We don't see how that possibly can be, quote-unquote, bearish for the economy going forward. Again, some little equities, but all in all, the economy really still looks pretty good to us here. Hey, do you look at the oil market? Well, absolutely. You know, we do, and when you talk about oil, obviously it went down to the low 40s, and now it's starting to bounce. Our opinion on oil has been, Carol, that it'll probably trade range-bound between 45 to 55 most of this year, aware it just kind of broke the lower end. But again, there's so much uh, supply out there that we just don't see it getting much above 55, but we wouldn't be shocked at all if this oil bounce continued here. And we've also got earnings sort of around the corner here, and, and uh, uh, you know, earnings are always trickling out depending on the company. But uh, big S&P 500 companies uh, coming with earnings uh, in, in just a few weeks here, and I wonder, you know, what you think of the comparisons over last year when things, uh, uh, you know, are starting to turn around a little bit. Yeah, well, that's a great point. When you talk about comparisons, it's going to be a little bit harder. You know, the first quarter in 2016 was that earnings trough, so that's why it was so easy, quote-unquote, to get over the hurdle last quarter with about 15% year-over-year earnings growth. But, again, when you look at what's going to lead second-quarter earnings, potentially, it's technology and financials. You know, those two both have a shot at hitting double-digit earnings growth year-over-year, and they're also the two largest components of the S&P 500. So we really like to see those those groups leading, and then they should. And, again, as I just mentioned, 21 quarters of uh, beating the estimates when it comes to earnings. So the 6 to 7% expected earnings, we think it's very possible we can hit double-digit once again here, earnings growth in the second quarter when all said and done. Wow, you sound pretty rosy. Well, you know, I, I can talk negative too if you want. I mean, it, no, no, no. I don't all, want you. I don't want you to talk. I don't want to get too negative. You're right. No, all in all, you know, the economy. It's like it's like when win. you know. Sometimes I feel like when you do journalism, you can go out and find all the research to tell whatever story you want. And I'm just curious, on a technical basis, you know, if technically the charts are leaning one way more than another. 
Right. Well, I mean, you know, the charts of lean, from a purely technical point of view, you know, Carol, I think I was on you a few months ago saying technicals look good. And the technicals do continue to look good. That's the one nice underpinning. But when you talk, you know, you talk about valuations, they're a little bit stretched here, the tricky some summer months. And let's be honest, we're making new highs. People are getting a little excited here, not over-the-top excitement like we've seen at major market peaks. But, again, those are some of those things that can come in and maybe put a little bit of a cap on on the overall bull market. But, again, we just see very low chances of a recession starting anywhere between you know 12 to 18 months from some of the some of the proprietary data we look at and when do bear markets start and during a recession so as long as you don't have a recession any and all pullbacks definitely will happen i mean it's been a historically dull year only four one percent changes either up or down the first half of the year the least since 1972 this is this is rare air where we are with not a lot of volatility we expect that volatility to come back but again you know the money's going to circle around and maybe some of those beaten up areas specifically financialist small caps can take the baton and lead and and that could uh, again continue this bull market so really quick uh just t- 15 seconds do you sell vix and into into a rally of, of vix yeah, all in all, we think volatility will continue to pop. But, again, as the bull market continues to age, we would continue to kind of use pop and volatility as a buying yeah. opportunity for equities. Mm-hmm. Brian Detrick, uh, Senior uh, Managing Strategist at LPL Financial. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Uh, Corey Johnson here, at Corey TV on the Twitter. Oh, i got to take a part of the Victor Borgia video. That's next. <laughs> you don't want to miss that. No.